strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and we are live. We are going to talk about diversity in tech today. So if you're here, let me know where you're joining us from, on what platform, and where you live. We would love to know. Our guest today is from the Netherlands, so I'm hoping that some uh, people from Europe will show up to join this conversation. Um, Before I introduce you to our guest today, though, I want to welcome everybody who's here live, but also those who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. Last but not least, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. So if you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest today to you, Dirk Jan Hupkes. He's in the Netherlands right now. And who is he? He is the host of the podcast Women Disrupting Tech and The True Story Company. He interviews women who are successful in tech to inspire other women and girls to try a career in tech so we get better solutions for our health and climate problems. Dirk Jan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Doreen. Yeah. Good to to be uh, here. Yeah, I know, I know. It's been a while. Like we set yeah. this up and, and now we're here, we're live. So the first question I have, I actually told you in the green room what my first question was, but I have a pre-question for that. Uh-huh. How do you how do you get into the tech world and why is this cause, as I call it, maybe it's not mm-hmm. a cause, maybe it's a drive. What drives you to uh-huh be in this position to talk about women disrupting tech and the need for diversity in tech. How did you get to that? Okay, so uh, long story short, um, I work with startups uh, in uh, in the medical technology field and also a couple of times in the climate, uh, uh, climate tech field. And uh, about two years ago, I ran into a statistic where that said that 2% of all the funding that goes to tech startups is invested with companies that are founded by female founders. And I was like, okay, that is a very low number. So why is that? And then if you dive into those numbers, yeah, of course, there's some distortion because uh, um, if you look at uh, how uh, tech startups are funded or, or how startups are funded in generals, general, there are f- several different levels and a couple of different uh, or a couple of transactions in the highest bracket that's called a Series C can distort that whole picture. So it can uh, basically take care of any uh, low number for female founders. But I also discovered a couple of other things, and that is that uh, the number of female founders in tech is really low. It's like in the 8% range. And uh, that uh, I started following the numbers. 
and I found out that the numbers went down. Even though the, there were in, in 2020, 2021, there were some really big financing rounds, uh, Series C rounds, which distorted that, uh, that whole picture. And that wasn't really the case in 2022. 2022. And now in 2023, the whole funding uh, has dried up for startups. So I don't expect that those numbers to be to improve. But I figured because I'd been, I've been working uh, for about half my life for uh, uh, financial services companies and I had female uh, managers, women as managers. I didn't have think too much of it because it was a normal thing to me. And then uh, to find out that it's for women, it's exceptionally difficult to get funding from um, uh, from VCs, but also from angel investors, from banks, from well, uh, what have you. I was like, well, that's not fair, is it? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. And, and you and know... <laughs> And, and and then I started so I started doing the research and I found out that uh, this couldn't have anything to do with financials because if you look at performance uh, numbers, it is well established that uh, diverse teams just perform better, and that's not just financially. They are more more innovative. They produce better products. Uh, so that started a bit of a um, let's say soul searching for myself okay do i want to do something with this and i figured well um yeah i think it's my obligation if i see this and i think it's unfair it's an obligation for myself to pick it just pick it up and and run with it so that's uh, the the that's the short the version yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah, love it is. i love it i have like 20 million questions but i want to <laughs> hone in on this two percent yeah. I have a good friend, Kate mm -hmm. um, uh, Chernis Bradley, who is um, CEO owner of a tech company, Lately.ai, mm -hmm. and she's thrown this statistics out before. And it just, it sits so wrong when you hear it, but yeah. she is living it, right? She's gone, she's been in, her company's been in existence for nine years and um, not move the needle as far as investing, um, getting no from people. And it's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. And, you know, I love that you decided that why, you know, often when, when something comes on your path, okay, let's be realistic. A lot mm -hmm. of people would say, why me? Why would I do that? Why would I, had I that, go? I had that same question. I yeah. actually talked to a couple of women to figure out is this, uh, okay, is this my fight to 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 have? Is this my uh, cause to embrace? Because I was like, okay, well, here I am, middle-aged white guy. Yeah. What am I supposed to bring? Yeah. Here, right? I'm 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 one of the beneficiaries of the whole system uh, that's behind this. Yeah. So why would I bother about it? And I, I I was bothered about it. Uh, so I talked to uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Tekla Koshoff, and she said, well, if you think it's your fight, do it. Go, do it. go there. Just fight it. Yeah. Well, and That's... I've been watching your podcast and mm. you're and I've been listening to it and I've been seeing the reactions on social and you are 
stirring the pot, sir. So that's a good mm. thing. You are stirring the pot. You are making people think. You are st- having conversations. You're part of conversations, but you're stirring up the con- the important conversation. Why is this happening? So mm. let's dive into some of those questions. So let's start with how does a diverse workforce contribute to the success and adaptability of tech companies, right? Why is it beneficial to tech t- companies to have more women in there? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons, but I think uh, this first couple of things that are really important, there's diversity and there's diversity. Uh, there's uh, gender diversity, there's eth- ethnic diversity, there's religious diversity, uh, well, maybe even sexual orientation uh, play should play a role. And the thing is that if you have people from different backgrounds uh, contributing to your product and to your company, that leads to all kinds of uh, discussions that need to be had. So you need to have those discussions in order to have a good end result. Uh, and that's also why uh, those companies are more innovative, produce better products, and have, uh, and that's, uh, I think, also for, for men important to understand, it's just better for business. Uh, diverse teams, if you have a gender diverse teams team, they perform 25% better than non-diverse teams. Financially. 25%, that's huge. So that's more, 25% more profit. Who doesn't want that? Right? Yeah. So, no, so, so let's so let's just ask the question: yeah. Are men scared of women in tech? Is this I, one of the reasons why we don't have as many women? Are men scared? Uh, are men scared? Uh, yes, okay. and women are scared too. Okay, because it's uh, it's easy enough to think something of it. Uh, it's more difficult to do something about it because it it takes everyone so men and women outside of the comfort zone because they need to have all kinds of difficult discussions about how to contribute how to communicate uh how to make people feel at ease mm-hmm. right and if if you're just a bunch of students who want to have fun and make a good product in in the process why would you go to the lengths of 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 getting a woman in there just for the sake of well yeah long run they understand the the, the, the base case eh? they are not, they're not stupid people but why would you have it if you can have it in a more comfortable way mm. so- I, I think uh, the comfort zone plays uh, plays uh, plays a large role here I also read a uh, piece yesterday I, I forgot if it was on McKinsey or HBR Harvard Business Review that said that um if you have a diverse workforce, and even if that means just having one women, woman on, on a team, it means that you have uh, your, dif- your discussions will become broader, deeper, uh, and also more difficult. It takes both ends out of their comfort zone because they have to cross a bridge. Right. I, I'm uh, going to go stand up, though, and say it's probably a lot more uncomfortable for the one female in there if you just throw one female on the team than it is for the six or eight or ten guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I especially mean, if they're tech geeks. Yes, yeah, but that's the that's also the stereotype. But yeah, for the for the guys to hire a woman, if if they are with six or eight of them, that becomes incredibly difficult because uh, statistics has shown that uh, hiring uh, women or or not uh, hiring for diversity in general. Only becomes easier if your work for uh, the diversity part of your workforce is above thirty percent, mm. and that that's also why I think it's important to start start hiring women early right. if you have a tech company. Right. So let's yeah. let's let's talk about the C suite, right? So yeah. we're talking about women in tech. We're talking about you know hiring them on your team, yeah. your product team, your service team. But yeah. what about the female CEOs or the 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 C suite? You know. If you're a tech company, why not hire a female CFO or CMO, right? Why aren't you putting females more at the top? Because when it's integrated in your C-suite, it's easier for people to also understand that it needs to be integrated everywhere else. So where does that responsibility lie, Derekion? What do you think? Where does that responsibility lie of, of diversity at the top, not just at the bottom hiring you know, um, well, maybe good to throw in, yeah, maybe to throw in some statistics. Uh, yeah. I've, I don't have them off the top of my head, but there's uh, some a concept called drop to the top. That means the drop off of uh, women in tech from uh, the moment that they're hired. So the, from the junior positions to the uh, top, to the, to the board positions. And the interesting part is that um, in the first two, three levels, so junior, regular, uh, or medior, and senior, there's almost no drop-off. The drop-off starts, although slowly, to board minus one. And then uh, when it goes to the board, it all all of a sudden drops uh, from 25% or so to 12 And that, that's, um, I think that has in part something to do with uh, women having a different way of living their lives because they generally, they get children, uh, they want to raise those children, they want to be there. I think that's very good. Uh, and men are more accustomed to just work, 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 work. So to answer your question, I it's, I think it's more of a mentality thing mm-hmm. and more of an how do we accom- accommodate uh, that women from inside rise to the top. I think that's more important than just hiring people into the top tier just to set the example. That's To me, it's more like, okay, we've done our thing. Now we, we are okay. And I think it's much more uh, long-term, much more strategic in that sense, uh, that you really have to be considerate about how women live their life, how how female life evolves. Right. And that but they come back the, after, uh, the, after pregnancy. Right. But here's the thing, and mm-hmm. I know this from real life because I know several people who've mm-hmm. gone through this, because they're expected to take that break, or to step away, or to have those children, mm-hmm. some women aren't given the chance to move up. They're passed True. over for the promotions. They're passed mm-hmm. over for the leadership yeah. positions. 
because they're expected. And even somebody who gets married at a young age, a female, hmm. could have that same thing happen. Um, hmm. You know, single versus married, I think, might even make a difference. So we all need to throw away these biases because yeah. we, I know, I started building a business age 40 with four children at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm, I, I'm marketing is not quite tech, so I, I don't equate the same thing. And there's a lot of females in our in our business. But, um, you know, these these biases that we have that we see mm-hmm. um, carry through. And then in tech, I, I certainly I, I certainly know of instances where they're not just even given a chance. They're, you know, nope. you know, not even looked at for a promotion. And, and so um, it starts, it start, it's everywhere. And I love that you're highlighting this in your podcast. I love that you're an mm-hmm. ally to the women in your life and the women in your work space yeah. um, to bring this forward. Now, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. What are men saying about you doing this? Because I know what females are probably applauding you and yeah. saying yes and sharing the podcast and excited to be on it. What are you getting? What are you hearing from the men in your network about you doing this? Well, quite a bit of support, I think. Um, some say, well, you can do a bit less, a bit less, um, yeah, over the top, a bit less drama, but. Oh, Overall, I think there's quite a bit of support. Uh, I'd like to think that my dad would be proud of me. Um, but uh, yeah. Have, have you, here's a follow up question Have uh, you interviewed any men for the no. Women in Tech podcast? No. You're not no. going That's to? Only, um, I hope to have uh, Constantine von Oranje in uh, episode 49. I'm currently at 23 uh, or 23 published and uh what is it uh about 30 ish or so recorded. uh recorded i hope to, ha- to have him in episode f- 49 and he should be the first uh man that would be I, amazing I, the the thing is you know um it, it's not because because uh, i don't want to have men uh in the podcast I've tried a couple of times uh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not so special that I'm doing this. And I'm like, well, yes, you are special. But hey, <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to take the stage, uh, yeah. that's uh, that's not my decision. Eh? Right. Um, but the thing is that I also think that uh, for the short term, what I want to focus on is giving women, the women who are in tech, who are entrepreneurs, who are female founders, who are financing those female founders, because it, that also is a, it's a whole different discussion. Um, I want to give them a platform just to show, hey, they are there. Right. Because like half of my network is probably uh, male and they are going to see it. Right. And they are going to tell their sisters, uh, their chil- uh, their daughters, daughters. Yep. like, hey, um, how do you think about this? Maybe, do you want to be in tech? Mm. And if, if if it moves the needle for like uh, two or three people, it's worth it. It's already worth it. Yeah, yeah. I have a There's, daughter who's in yeah. tech, so okay. I, it's very close to my heart. She's yeah. young and she's 
only a year and a half, two years into her career. So yeah. um, definitely this is this is close to my heart. And this is I applaud you for what you're doing and what you're mm -hmm. bringing and having this discussion um, with me on my podcast, hoping that there's people that are yeah. watching and listening and, uh, you know, bring more awareness to this. So um, what just let's let's talk about recruiting HR, yeah. right? So yeah. what steps can a tech company say you're a tech company, say you're either <laughs> in HR, C-suite, you're, you're a CEO or, um, you know, somebody that's ready to hire. What can you do to ensure that you're recruiting and retaining a diverse range of talent? Because they could say, well, 90% of the applicants is male, right? Yeah, or so, Which is likely. Which is likely. So yeah. how how can they position themselves? Is that something that they need to write out? Is that something they need to discuss before the hiring process? Yeah. Are they say, like, how does that work? I, I think, uh, to be honest, it's not my expertise, but I've got, uh, I've asked several guests uh, this question. And what I keep getting back is, is two things. One is if you have any women in the company, make sure they are visible online offline uh make make sure that people see that there are women working for you yeah because people uh women people in general but women a bit more than uh men will look at a company and, and look at their peers can uh would i feel at home there mm -hmm. Sure. Would I feel comfortable there? And if there's no women, so the the, the famous example is of a, a, a large IT company from France who did a hiring uh, exercise in the Netherlands and had posters all over the place with only men on them. Men smiling, successful, like men, men. And they were surprised not to get any female applicants <laughs> until... Someone told them, well, if you don't put a woman in there, women are not going to feel like, hey, that's me. Right. That's my company. That's Those are my, my buddies. Yeah. That's, well, well, there's yeah. a large part marketing yeah. in, involved. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why the platform is also so extremely important. So last year, a more, I think that's also something for uh, local governments to pick up on. Uh, there, there's a company in the Netherlands called Equals, and they did a, a poster campaign where they put women in all, all different types of positions in a tech company, ranging from uh, the national uh, innovative innovation uh, company, that's a, a, a government subsidized company, TNO, uh, to really tech startup CEOs and founders. They put them on a poster for everyone to see, and they put them on the on the bus stops, on the metro stops, on the tram stops. You could in in the Hague and and in Amsterdam, they you could see them everywhere, literally everywhere mm -hmm. for a week. Yeah. And as a result, uh, we small children, but also uh, uh, more let let's say more grown up people, are going to see. Hey, but this is possible. So it's it's more uh, it's more um, yeah uh, let's say more the tech environment needs to do something in terms of the hiring, but we also need really need to promote the women who are already there because right. there's uh, as as my guest says uh, last week 
there's in, in the 18% of women in tech in the Netherlands, there's quite a few beautiful, very persistent, uh, successful founders in there. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the, the, the women are not there. It, they're just not visible unless we make them visible. Unless we make them visible. I actually have a friend who was part of that campaign in Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she was on the poster with her daughter, um, yeah. which is great. And I love that you mentioned that that it starts from the ground up. So what are you know, I'm in America, you're in the Netherlands, what are Dutch schools doing? What is the education system doing in the Netherlands to address this lack of diversity in tech? Are they doing anything? Are they talking about it? Are they teaching it? Because I grew up in the Netherlands and in the 80s, STEM was not really a thing that women were encouraged to go um, yeah. so I think has we, that changed? It's changing a bit. At least there's uh, there's a sense of urgency. Okay. So uh, also on government level, uh, what, what you see also in politics, there's quite a bit more women in politics uh, in important positions like uh, uh, ministers and uh, secretaries, uh, not not a regular ter- uh, uh, clerical stuff, but really yeah. like important uh, people in the, in the government yeah. who are uh, whim- uh, a woman. So that's that's already good. Uh, that also fosters the whole discussion about uh, having more women in tech, having just more diverse, equal workforce in terms of, of uh, composition, but also in terms of compensation. Um is it a thing in, in education? I find it hard to say because I don't have children. Okay. So for me, it's difficult to uh, to say. What I do keep hearing is that uh, it's still difficult uh, for schools to push girls into a direction, uh, in a technical direction, because we are raised uh, that tech is somehow dirty or Mm -hmm. somehow hard work and that's Mm -hmm. not female Mm -hmm. and i think if anything needs to be done i think it literally we need to build this up from the ground and start raising our children different in a different way and in some cases that may mean that we have to rewrite uh, children's books Mm. even because there's there's the famous example of nantje nifty yeah. Uh, it's a Dutch, uh, um, the, the, the Dutch. little rabbit, Miffy. Yeah. 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 So, and, and it's like really pleasant character, but uh, the, the, the women are women. Yeah. And the men are men. And right. if you look, look at someone in tech, it's a black drawing. Mm. We are taught that black is dirty, mm-hmm. which has all kinds of racial consequences, but it also has the consequences that consequence that black is not beautiful, so you don't send your children there, mm. especially mm. not your uh, your daughters. Right, right. So the conversation needs to start early. and Early and also with parents. It's with... not just, uh, you, you can't, I always say, you, you can't outsource your uh, raising your children. So you need your to parenting. do yeah. your parenting part. So mm-hmm. yeah, you need yeah, to and... also take responsibility there as a parent. Yeah, so a lot of that is, is so what I'm hearing you say, some of that is cultural. Um, mm, yeah. We are in the U.S., we are sure. definitely lacking skilled tradesmen and women. 
Mm-hmm. Um, people have been for years, for 20, 30 years, they've been saying everybody should go to college. And so now all our trades people are, are retiring and we don't have enough people to build yeah. homes, to do plumbing, to do electrical. And so those who do are making more money to, than those who went to college. And so mm-hmm. that's part of this discussion where, you know, what are we teaching our children? What are the words we use when we talk about a career? And yeah. um, so I, I love that we've had this discussion. We are just about at the end, Derek Young. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you want to touch on that I didn't ask you about a statistic or a charge that you can give us on how we also can be allies to women in tech. What is something that we can do today, tomorrow, going forward? Well, uh, in, in addition to what I uh, already mentioned, so really be uh, look at yourself and really uh, look at what, what you can do in the workforce. Also look at how you can make uh, feel have, have a bit more respect for each other because okay. uh, in the end it all starts with respecting each other's values and starting uh, we all f- like to think that uh, we are all created equal and that also means that you should respect your equals I think and mm-hmm. uh, that's where it starts uh, and from there it's it's yeah just accepting that other people may do different things, have different different opinions, and that it's okay. Yeah. Well, I absolutely love this conversation with you, Derek Jan. I yeah. love that you stand with women, next to women, yeah. and that you then give them a hand and lift them up, which is really important. I I absolutely love this. I'm going to make sure that I share the link to your podcast in the show notes. So if you are watching this and you want to listen now, are your, do I remember your podcasts are in Dutch though, right? In part. There's also quite a bit of the uh, English episodes and there are more coming. Uh, So I'm actually switching from Dutch to English because uh, it had a bit broader appeal than I initially uh, figured it would have. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I'll make sure to um, maybe link to a couple of episodes that yeah. are in English too. So yeah. um, Derek thank you so much. If people want to connect with you yeah. and want to find you, want to talk to you and say, I want to join, I want to join yeah. this, this fight or whatever it is that we call yeah. it. I want, I want to join you in, um, hi, you know, in, in, in highlighting women in tech. How can they connect with you and where would you like to connect with them? Okay, there's two places. One is uh, womendisruptingtech.blog. Uh, okay. It's my website. There you can uh, read all the stories and the show notes of the podcasts. Uh, and you can also uh, be, uh, become part of the Women Disrupting Tech uh, community. Okay, cool. I'm going to do uh, that. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's one. And if you want to link with me personally, fi- you can find me on LinkedIn. It's quite easy. Dirk Jan Hupkes. Uh, Dirk Jan, D-I-R-K-J-A-N, one word, and uh, Hupkes, H-U-P-K-E-S, also Perfect. one word. If you do that, or if you even Google it, you will find just just me. All right, awesome, so. wonderful. Well, thank you for your time this morning. I know thanks for having me for you. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this conversation. If yeah. you are 
listening to this on the replay and you have questions for Derek Young, you know, put hashtag replay in the comments and or, or tag Derek Young, tag me and we'll answer them. Go listen to some of the episodes and I think there's more to come. I would love to have you back on next year and see if any, you know, what's happening in this space, Derek Young. I think this is Sounds a very, like imp- yeah, I think this is a very important conversation to be having. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure we do that. Um, once again, thank you for being here and thank you all for listening and um, for watching. I will be next week with uh, back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. See you later, everybody. Okay, thanks. Bye.